You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. All right, welcome to another episode of Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. My guest today is Audrey Rupel from the College of Health and Human Sciences up at Purdue University in West Lafayette. We are talking about the dog aging project that Purdue is taking part in. Audrey, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I'm excited to talk about this and hear more about this project. I know the, the call went out uh, in early December uh, for dogs uh, and people who have dogs to participate in this, and we'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, for our listeners who are listening, let's uh, let them get to know you a little bit more. Uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure. I'm a veterinary epidemiologist, and so that means that I study disease within populations of animals. Um, I'm an assistant professor in the new Department of Public Health here at Purdue University, and I'm a professor of One Health Epidemiology. So really, I study that disease within populations, but at the intersection of animals, humans, and the environment. Gotcha. And how long have you been at Purdue? Uh, five years. Okay. Awesome. Well, we're talking about the Dog Aging Project. Again, like I mentioned a minute ago, you put out this call out uh, in early December uh, for people who have dogs and dogs to participate in this study. Let's talk about the Dog Aging Project. What is it and why that call out? So the Dog Aging Project is a 10-year longitudinal study um, where we're going to be looking at information collected from dog populations that are owned. So these are dogs that are living with people in their homes. Um, and then looking at the health and the biological and environmental precursors that really create either a healthy aging system or that are precursors for disease. Okay. And what, what are, you know, along with that, what are these overall goals and what are you looking for? So the main goal is to really figure out how we can age healthily, okay. um, and not just our dog population, but also the human populations. Um, dogs are a really good model for human health and human disease, and in fact, this study is being funded by the National Institute of Aging, okay. which is part of the National Institute of Health. So really, the NIH is more interested in the human outcomes of health and disease <laughs> more so than the dogs, um, but really, we're going to be able to increase healthy life or health span, um, not just for our dogs, but for us as well. Okay. You, you kind of answered that. that was a question I had on the list here. How can we connect this to, to humans? And it, was that a part of the thing? You kind of just answered that. Um, is there any more to expand on that? Sure. So dogs and humans have evolved together for the last 10,000 or even longer years. And so genetically, genetic structures between the species are very similar. Um, but we also live together. So our dogs are in our homes and they're drinking our water and they're laying on our carpets and out on our lawns. And so we have really similar in, um, chemical environments as well as those genetic precursors um, for health and disease. And so they really make for a really good model for human health just because we have very similar exposure but also very similar genetic background. Gotcha. Okay. And, and the project is a approximately looking at like about a 10-year project, if I understand correctly. Talk about that and, and why that time span. Well, 10 years at least is what I okay. keep saying because I think that the reality is, is that there's going to be a lot of information that we can't yet identify what we're going to have 10 years down the mm -hmm. line. And chances are we're going to be able to extend this project even beyond that 10-year mark. Okay. Um, 10 years is kind of what we're looking at as being, you know, our goal for right now, because in the course of 10 years, we can actually collect a lot of information from dog populations, and in fact, much more so than in a human population, because 
there will be many of our population that will um, unfortunately develop disease mm-hmm. outcomes over the course of that 10 years because obviously dogs age much faster than humans sure. do. Will there be information, data, research breakthroughs, et cetera, that will come out within the 10 years that Purdue or uh, any of the other scientists participating that will be available, releasable information or whatnot collected, or is this something we might not see results or know more until that 10 years or more is up? We will definitely learn as we go, and we already have several manuscripts that are being written. Awesome. Um, we're, we're learning a lot even as we're just enrolling the dogs okay. um, from across the U.S. now. Gotcha. And I know Purdue put out this call out in December. Is that when this whole project started, or is that just when Purdue got involved? Nope. That's when we started the, okay. um, to collect information on dogs. Mm-hmm. So the, fun, the project itself has been funded for two years already, but we had a lot of precursor work to do before we could start nominating the, the nomination process for dogs. Gotcha. Okay. And then, so the call goes out in early December. What's the immediate response? How many, within the first few days to a few weeks, how many dogs are you getting registered at that point or nominated? Well, we had tens of thousands of dogs registered very quickly, and we now have over 82,000 dogs registered from every state in the United States. Cool. And any states more popular than the others that are trying to participate? Yeah, so the, it does look a lot like the um, human population across the state. Okay. So we see a lot of dogs in um, California and Texas, New York, Florida, so kind of the bigger states with bigger populations. Um, but Indianapolis has a very strong showing as well. Okay. And you mentioned uh, 82,000. What's the goal of total dogs you want? participate. As many as possible okay. is, is the real answer. <laughs> um, I think that the reality is, is that when we're looking for dogs of all types, of all breeds, we want dogs that are intact, dogs that have been spayed or neutered. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really are looking for the more variety, you know, the most variety that we possibly can, because um, that's going to really give us the best answers. In all reality, those states that are less populated are the mm-hmm. ones that we're going to have a harder time getting enough dogs in. So okay. states like Wyoming and North Dakota, South Dakota, you know, those are states that we definitely looking for more dogs to be enrolled in. And I assume one reason you want, you'll take as many as possible because there might be people who, since this is kind of a lot of uh, people dependent, dog owner dependent uh, testing here, uh, or research, there may be people who kind of drop out or lose touch or, you know, unfortunately their pets may pass away. I assume that's why you would like as many dogs as possible. Well, we do. We, we want as many dogs as possible for, for many reasons, and that is certainly one of them. But one of the things that's been really interesting, at least from what we know so far about dog projects, is that people that enroll their dogs in, in dog studies typically have a really high adherence rate to study participation. Um, so there's another dog um, study that was done by the Morris Animal Foundation. That's the Golden Retriever Lifetime Study. And that's a 3,000-dog study, and they had about a 95% adherence rate, mm. which is really different than what we see when people sign themselves up for studies. Okay. Um, we end up having a lot more people drop out of studies, but people with dogs tend to be pretty committed. <laughs> and um, talk about that. What will be required or asked of uh, those people who sign up? So everybody that nominates their dog will be invited to participate in in the Health and Life Experience Survey, which is about a 200-question survey that collects information about their dog. Now, that survey is one that will be repeated annually. We will also ask for their electronic medical records to be submitted by the veterinarian um, so that we have a little bit more robust information about Mm -hmm. their dogs. Now, we do have some cohorts of this study that we'll, we will ask for, for additional information, so that might require, like, an extra visit to the veterinarian or a blood draw. 
Um, but for the most part, it's going to be um, people with their dogs, living with their dogs, and then just reporting back information about their dog's daily life. Cool. Any costs to uh, sign up? Absolutely not. Awesome. And, and if somebody who's listening to this podcast is interested in joining this this uh, study, how do they do that? They can go to dogagingproject.org and then click Nominate My Dog. Awesome. And are you looking for any kind of specific breeds, ages, locations? Uh, what are requirements are uh, at this point 82,000 dogs in that you guys might still be hoping to get? So we are not looking for any specific breeds or locations. I mean, we really are looking for all breeds in all locations, mm-hmm. but we are also looking for the oldest dog in America. Okay. And so far, that dog is 24 years oh, old. Oh, wow. <laughs> what kind of dog is it? Do you know? I don't. Okay. Wow, that's old. And do you have a, a youngest as well? Is there a, a puppy in there? Oh, yes. We okay. definitely have puppies. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's a pretty good number of puppies. Sure. Wow, 24. That's... Because, I mean, the typical age of uh, a lifespan of a dog is what? Well, it depends on the breed. Sure. Um, So dogs do this really curious thing, which is completely (laughs) the opposite of every other mammal, which is that the larger the dog, the shorter the lifespan. Okay. So in every other mammal, the bigger the mammal, the longer the lifespan. But with dogs, it's the exact opposite. So our large breed dogs, like Great Danes, might have a lifespan of only seven years, but our little dogs can have lifespans that are much longer, like 15 to 18 years. 24 is a long-lived dog no matter what the breed. No kidding. Well, when I was reading that uh, earlier, seeing that you had one that was 24, I was blown away by that. But that's awesome. Good for <laughs> good for those uh, owners who have able to have that dog that long. Um, for sure. You touched a little bit earlier on the, the diseases and part of the study. Talk about the kind of diseases dogs get. So dogs get a lot of the same diseases that humans do, but one of the ones that I'm personally really interested in is cancers. So because of that shared genetic background and cancer is a disease that arises from our own cells, it makes sense that those diseases look really similar in both species. Um, So some of the cancers that dogs get that are like humans are things like lymphoma or osteosarcomas. So there's lots of different types of cancers that dogs develop that are not just similar on the genetic basis, but also react similarly to different treatments um, across species. So those are are the ones that I'm particularly interested and looking at. And how do you treat those? Is it the same as you would treat a human or do you treat that differently? Yeah. So dogs have a very sophisticated health system that looks a lot like human health care. Dogs get CTs and MRIs. Dogs can have chemotherapy and radiation therapy. Yep. Our, our health care system for dogs is really quite a lot like what we have for humans. And is, like you talked about earlier with some of these goals, if we learn how to treat these dogs or uh, find, you know, new vaccines or or new cures or anything like that for any diseases dogs, uh, you know, suffer from are these hopeful ways we might be able to help treat humans. That's exactly the goal. Awesome. All right, Audrey, if people are interested in following this project along, whether they're participating or they're just on the outside like myself, kind of interested to see how this is going, where can they follow that either on social media or on the web? Oh, that's a great question. So in addition to our website, we also do have a social media presence. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Cool. And those handles are? At Dog Aging Project. Sweet. Okay. Pretty simple. (laughs) Awesome. Hey, Audrey, thank you so much for your time. This is an exciting project. I'm interested in following it along myself and just kind of seeing what uh, discoveries come out of this. Great. Thank you so much.
Well, hopefully we'll get to visit again soon. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, definitely love to have you back in the future just kind of to follow up on how the uh, the process and the progress is going. That sounds wonderful. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Audrey. And Boiler Up. Boiler Up. <laughs> A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. And you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.